I'm the cat. And welcome to the Rugby Bits podcast. And we've got another um, special episode of our Rugby Bits and Pieces series for um, in, 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 in preparation for the Rugby World Cup final against the All Blacks. And we've brought in um, the host of um, the, the, the Distracted Sports podcast and the host with um, Two Cents Rugby of the Two Cents Gets Distracted um, uh, podcast series, um, Tony O'Sullivan with us today. Uh, Tony, we, yeah, we, we, thanks for joining us, first of all. Uh, good evening to you, New Zealand, this morning at, 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 on our side. Kia ora, Morena. You guys um, must be really scraping the bottom of the barrel that you had to get me on, but I really do appreciate it. It's finally <laughs> great to be on a high-quality podcast. I've been <laughs> slumming it with Mark from Two Cents for so long, so this is a big moment for me. Thanks, guys. Look, we're <laughs> trying to interview all three million New Zealanders basically by the end of the week, so this is us Fantastic. going through the census at the moment. Brilliant, brilliant. Make sure you get the sheep as well. They've got an opinion as well. We like to get them covered. <laughs> No, we'll definitely do so. So, Tony, yeah, just maybe let's start with yeah, how are you feeling, feelings around in New Zealand as well about yeah, this 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 bit matchup happening. Are you happy it's the Springboks? Would you rather it's not the Springboks? Yeah, how how people are how people are feeling about the game? Obviously, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, like it's been up and down with the in the Ian Foster era. So I'm sure team uh, people are like you know thinking maybe that the World Cup maybe wouldn't be a possibility of winning it and now maybe some people are bought in how, how how's it going uh personally um i'm a bit of a narcissist so i just take on board what i'm feeling um but <laughs> i'm i'm wrecked with anxiety i really am like it's it's a very nerve jangling week leading into a, into a grand final into the final of the rugby world cup it's the most important game in four years and it's against our biggest foe so in terms of an event in terms of you know, the level of excitement, the level of nerves, it really doesn't get much bigger than this. It doesn't get any bigger than this. And I think that's the same for both countries. I think uh, in terms of the mood of the nation, we were going into this whole World Cup incredibly pessimistically. Like this is, you know, we had the worst four-year run that we've ever had in any period, but especially over the modern history. So we really didn't expect too much. I think there was a lot of negativity going into it, but it's just been so amazing to see this team grow and grow and grow after that first loss with France. So there's a, a level of optimism there. We've been encouraged by how they've been playing. They've had some terrific results. I think a lot of people, when that Italy result happened, a lot of people were saying, you know, oh, let's see if Italy can actually knock them off. And then they put 96 points on them. And everyone was like, oh, well, it's only Italy, you know, fine. And then everyone kind of wrote us off for Ireland. And then we put in a, a fantastic all black performance with you know a really really sound game plan we played intelligent and then we just you know that was the by far and away the biggest game that we have so far and then last week in comparison to what you guys went through we just had an easy ride to the final <laughs> it was just a relaxing experience playing argentina while you guys had pretty much an existential crisis as you were going through that game so how are you guys feeling after <laughs> You know, that game with England, because I was in during that game, I was thinking, I started analyzing how are we going to take on England 15 minutes to go. I, I had you guys, you know, out the door, but just such an incredible comeback. And, you know, it really goes to show how incredible the Springbok team is in terms of their will. Uh, you know, they've got fantastic players, great tactics, but I've always thought that the greatest quality that the South African team has, the Springboks, is that will and desire and that, that that ability to never quit. They've got no quit in them. Like 
any other team in world rugby loses that game with 15 minutes to go. The only team that's including the All Blacks that wins that is the Spring are the Springboks, and it's it was quite a sight to behold. And you know we're and it really just has created like one of the biggest games of our lifetime. And you know I couldn't be more excited, but couldn't be more nervous at the same time. <laughs> Sean, do you want to take how how we were feeling as Springbok fans? Oh, I get I, I like get, get cold sweats thinking about it like it as you started mentioning it tony i was trying to shit myself like yeah so for me i i essentially spent the whole game feeling how you felt like the springboks were going to lose and it went mm. through and till the next morning i woke up and i'm like we we're out of the world cup but then i knew that we were in the world cup final like that's what an absolute shit show it was and what the springboks mm. uh, england game put us all through so it was it was wild but yeah i I still don't know how we did it. Um, and, and it's through what you've said. It was just pure will, pure just knowing mm. the process. Um, as you know, Maxula Mapimpi is back in South Africa, um, obviously due to his injury. But he was watching it um, with uh, someone on Twitter. I can't remember. Like at a fan it, park, basically. Yeah, um, it was at a fan park. Mm. He was watching. And they said that he would just kept saying, don't worry, they've got this. Don't worry, they can do this. Wow. They will do it. They will get back in. And that's the kind of belief that the Springboks have. And mm. there's only very few teams in the world that have that have had that. The All Blacks are one. Like There was a stage where you were, if you were leading the All Blacks by 10 points and it was five minutes to go inside, you knew you were going to lose the game. And yeah, Ireland have done that for the last 10. Yeah. And, and mm. you know, Ireland have had that for the last three four years as well um but we're starting to have it and that's scary because you can't you can't out you can't coach you can't coach a team to deal with that like no. you the only way you coach a team to deal with that is if they have the same belief and they are as stubborn mm. like you can't like once that element of doubt creeps into your mind and the, and the springboks are coming at you or the all blacks are coming at you you just know you're in shit that's right. That's right. It kind of reminds me, um, I've been thinking about this a lot this week. I had a coaching clinic when I was about 15, 16 years old with Ian Jones. Do you guys remember who Ian Jones was? Yeah. yeah um, an all black, all black lock. So we was coaching a, a group of us at my school and we went away on a camp and he came along for a couple of days and we did a bit of a and a with him and we said, who's your favorite team to play? And he said, well, it's kind of two parts of that question. My favorite team beat is australia this was the late 90s and they were a very very strong team but he said the hardest team to play is the Springboks because whatever is happening in the game um no, no matter what the score is it's always hurting it's always painful and for the full 80 they they make you hurt they put you in uncomfortable positions and they just do not stop what is it about the Springbok jersey that just you know brings that belief through and has for so many years like there are these great South African teams that have come through and like, this is why we have so much respect for them because we, we think of ourselves as kind of an unstoppable force, but you guys are the very definition of an immovable object, which is <laughs> kind of made, you know, it's kind of the recipe for why this is the greatest rivalry in rugby. Yeah, no, I think you've got it completely right. Uh, and it does seem like this team has gone sort of above and beyond with that self-belief mm. that they just really feel like they believe in this plan that Rusty and Jacques Nino they have, they believe in each other, they believe 
in you know how the 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 way that they play and they believe that any situation they face they can win which has basically got them out the last two weeks and it'll be interesting to see because you know as much as much as they can do that against obviously they've done it against two well at least one very good team in the French and England I'm still a bit skeptical if we maybe made them look a lot yeah. better than they were but with the All Blacks there isn't really any opportunity to fake it if you can if you can call it that like both teams know each other so well and both teams mm. um have so much history of course and i mean the majority of the players the 20 the both 23s i'll probably play on saturday have faced each other over years and years in the rugby championship and in super That's rugby fine. so yeah it will be an interesting and it will be an interesting matchup and i think there is a not a mental block but there is it's all there's a two-sided coin with facing the All Blacks for the Springboks. Like the Springboks will give their biggest effort of the year against New Zealand, mm. but they also know how dangerous New Zealand is. And I think that was that that other side of the coin was happening the last few years with you know not the best New Zealand teams that we've seen in the last like two, three years of the Foster era, but and we've mm. not really managed to put them away when we've had the chance. So it's now interesting yep. to see that, you know, they're back in full confidence. It's for all the marbles and we'll see how they, they go about things now. But Tony, mm. yeah, I think let's go into maybe uh, we're recording this on the Wednesday. We haven't heard what the teams are, but yeah, let's see. Let's hear what you think about what possible selections may be for the All Blacks. Um, we saw that they basically went with, they went with small, less similar 23s in the quarterfinal, the semifinal. They rotated mm. in and out Dan Coles and Samsoni Takiaho at um, 16. They've rotated um, Sam Whitelock and 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 Brody Retallick, maybe just trying to manage the the two old war horses. Um, That's right. How how do you do? You think there'll be any changes to the semifinal 23? Do you think um, maybe Dan Coles comes back? Do you think they'll maybe? There'll be changes in the props. I I would assume Brody Retallick starts and maybe a White Lock goes to the bench. Yeah, how do you see the twenty three um, yeah. shaping up? Well, it's a pretty settled twenty three for the most part, and I think the only like change in the twenty three will be the returning of of Dan Coles on the bench. Uh, we'll still be we're starting with Cody Taylor. I think Samasoni will drop out of the twenty three, and yeah, other than that, it's just as you said, the old war horses will just change places. I think they'll I think they quite like having bringing um big old Sam Sam Whitelock on, you know, with a bit of experience, a bit of a cool head for those last twenty minutes, just to you know calm things down, put in a bit of grunt, um, you know, call the, those do those big line out calls when the game's really on the line, win the big moments for us if possible. Um, and yeah, Scooter will play the full 80, um, old dog roll Barrett, as long as he hasn't been red carded or something. <laughs> um, so <laughs> as long as he hasn't had a brain fart. Um, but other than that, I think the back line is really settled. Um, I know there was a little bit of, you know, Talia was on the naughty uh, chair with the, uh, for the Ireland game, but he, he's such a quality player. There's no way that they, um, leave him out of the 23. So I think it, it, we are relatively settled, but for us, it's, it's more about the Springbok. Um, 23 because you know you can drive yourself mad trying to pick what Rossi, Rossi and Nina Bow, especially Rossi is going to do or what he's going to tweet um, you know like whether their split's going to be you know 6-2 or are they going to go persist with, persist with this 5-3 which has seemed kind of odd for the last couple of weeks in terms of 
um, you know, what they've been building for the last few years to go back to a 5-3 bench um, and almost dearly cost them in terms of some of their selections. Personally, I thought some of the selections have been a little bit strange from the South Africans. But um, do you think this, what do you think in terms of what they do with Money LeBoc and Andre Pollard? That's a big question that we want answered. And then what is the look of the bomb squad? Is it that traditional 6-2 bomb squad? So we're, for, from a fan's point of view, I feel pretty confident as to what, uh, New Zealand's going to do, but in terms of what South Africa going to bring to the table, there's so many permutations in terms of what they can do. But um, are you guys, I guess, in the dark as much as anybody, or what, what's your gut feel on what um, Russie's Russie and Nina Bar are going to cook up for us? Yeah, we the the general feel is that there's going to be a change in the halfbacks, so probably Fafte Clark and Andre Pollard will start. And then oh, yeah. yep. the 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 looks like there'll probably be a six two bench. I agreed that five three was was interesting, um, but the one thing that is constant about the Springboks is we really don't know what's coming. <laughs> I don't think anyone <laughs> does, and uh, and also like we know that there will be a plan. I think that's probably the best part about it is they could name. Willemse, Pollard, and Lubbock in the starting 15, and you'll know that there's a plan. And I think that's also one of the biggest mysteries and one of the biggest things that you can't train another team against is you don't know what's coming. So, hmm. yeah, very yeah, interesting times. Just going back to, I, I just wanted to chat. I think one thing about the All Black Locks is you're in an incredibly great position by having White Lock, Barrett, and Retallick as options. Um, and that can interchange, you know, there could be a time where you could start any combo of those two and bench the other. Like it's very, That's right. very interesting. Um, and, and also provides for some great options and real awesome and good in-game stuff. But the big thing for me, and the thing is like, I'll be, I'll be honest is Dan Coles doesn't, doesn't have a great reputation in South Africa. Um, he's commonly known as the grub. Um, <laughs> your thoughts on on him i think cody taylor he had a real big slump i know tyler was calling for him to not even play mpc at one stage uh, <laughs> i've always thought that he's he's really is is excellent he did he did have a bad patch and then he's come back and he's really established himself as as first choice but samasoni takiaho was dominating during the time that T taylor was struggling mm. do you what is the reason for you bringing dan coles in is it just his experience or just what he brings, his grubbiness um, and, uh, yeah. and, and, and maybe his width and they speed out wide. What? I think that's a whole different number of things. He's kind of like our forwards version of Villy LaRue. Like everybody needs oh. a douche on their team, you know, <laughs> like everybody, like everyone needs a player who's going to get under the skin of the other team a little bit and say those little niggly things. Um, yeah, he's all mongrel. He's all heart. He's got a little bit of footwork. He, you can, um, if he finds himself in a back line uh, or in, in open and stuff, he knows exactly what to do. He's very good at playing open flowing rugby. And he, yeah, he, he, he's very, very rarely over his you know long career ever let the black jersey down. So he's got runs on the board for the All Blacks. And he's, and he's, a, he's a real team man. He's um, somebody that they listen to as well. But like he gives everyone crap and he, he gets crap himself from people. And sometimes it's great if if the South Africans if, if we know that the South Africans find him obnoxious and irritating, 
chuck him out there. Everybody finds Vili Rue obnoxious and irritating. That's why we, no one likes playing him. Like it's one of those, it's, it's, it's those intangible things that, that are really hard to measure that players like that actually bring, you know, that's why, you know, and they make it entertaining for, for a lot of reasons. I know that Samasoni, I, I've been surprised a little bit by how underutilized Samasoni has been this year, but I almost throw Cody Taylor into the sort of same, um, same bracket as I do with Sam Kane. Both had pretty poor 2022s. Um, but this year, uh, like in terms of super rugby and in terms of what they've been doing in the black jersey, they've been playing the house down. And, you know, and they also did have significant performances for the black in, in the past, for the All Blacks in the past. So they have those runs on the board too. And they do like to reward, you know, experience within the All Blacks. Um, and they have been performing very, very well. And I think it's just proven performance, real reliability. Our lineout has looked very, very strong throughout this tournament. Very few um, lineout woes or issues or anything like that. So it's a, it's a bit of a winning formula at the moment. And I do believe that, um, uh, you know, uh, Dane Coles has been adding something, a bit of energy and a bit of a bit of grit to the situation when he actually comes on as well. But yeah, it's having Samasoni there in the wings. He's a very, very capable replacement and hopefully he'll be a great All Black for many years to come. Tony, what are your thoughts about the, I mean, that bench, especially if you put Dane Coles there, you have Sam Whitelock, you have Damien McKenzie, um, those are three very experienced and obviously very talented players. I mean, even Anton Leonard Brown, um, we saw his impact in the last few minutes of that island game yeah. and the tackles he was making. Um, there is, I don't know if it's questions, but I mean, the the other three players that I haven't mentioned there, um, you know, the two props in Fletcher Newell and Tamaiti Williams, I mean, they're very talented and I'm sure they'll take the All Blacks forward for the next decade at least. But they're very young. And of course, they're going to be yeah. facing um, Oxen Chair, who looks like he's probably the best scrummager in the world right now. Um, and then um, the whole Finn Christie versus Cam Roygaard debate. Um, yeah, where, how, how do you see that? And, and, and yeah, how do you see those, those, those three players and, and who gets picked there? Yeah, I think just starting with the props with having Timothy Williams and Fletcher Newell on the bench, um, when they have come on over this tournament, they've done well. Um, and they are young, but, you know, there is a bit of a, a mentality within New Zealand rugby, if you're good enough, you're old enough type of thing, and they, they have been performing well. I believe that the All Black scrum is the least penalised um, scrum in the whole tournament so far which is pretty amazing yeah. um considering we don't really consider the str a scrum really a pillar of our game um as opposed to we know that you guys do um but they've been you know they absolutely if you look some of those some of the scrums in the argentina game and that italy game that they have some relatively good high high class um props in their team too we've been demolishing a few scrums and they've been just demolishing them late in the game with, with the likes of fletcher newell and um, with tamaiti williams tamaiti williams is also just a massive body you know the bloke mm. he's i think he's 140 kilos and stuff like that yeah he's he's a big 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 boy um so just getting a bit and, and you know we've always kind of looked at like um Antini and stuff from France with a little bit of envy and some of the massive forwards that you mm. guys have had. And it's nice to have a real, real big body to come on the field um, for us and, and hopefully polish off the game. But my goodness gracious me, um, I, my nether region start to sweat when I start <laughs> to think about Ox and Che. <laughs> really like 
he's a terrifying man like and just reflecting on what he did in that england game i i know he well, he's on the field for 20 minutes but in my entire life i've never seen a more significant propping shift you know that is the most significant in terms of what was at stake what he managed to do for his team what he managed to do for his nation what he what did he you know he kept you guys in that tournament by you know just incredible incredible scrummaging um you know like whatever you think about scrummaging that guy has nailed that skill set to such a high degree and he's going to be a massive massive challenge for our young props towards the end of that game and you know we in terms of the way when i start to think about how this game could play out what i'm really hoping for from a um, new zealand uh, from an all-black fans perspective as we get a real fast start we blitz we run the ball we we play all-black rugby and we get a really decent lead because if we don't if if it's still you know even like within a penalty or within a try or even two tries potentially with the last 20 to go like it's it's not put away you know we we if we have an advantage when you really need to make them make make pay and that's what the all blacks are good at doing that they can score 20 points in, in in 10 minutes if they do have momentum so if we can score points and in, in bunches that would be fantastic um, because we know there is a massive threat the world's best scrummager um, in the in the world right now Alex and Che um, coming on and and he you know it's going to be a massive challenge for our forwards we'll see how they level up to it hopefully they do a little bit better than Sinclair Sinclair man I don't know how that guy's feeling right now but he'll be having nightmares about Oxen Che for many many years to come um in terms of the debate around Roy Gard or Finlay uh, Finlay Christie um I think for me like I, I we were all a little bit surprised when it came to quarterfinal time that Roy Gard wasn't in the 23 because he was playing so well and he's such a dynamic runner and he offers something really different. And in terms of when he could come on in a game, he's the sort of player you'd like to see us bring on if we were chasing a game. But I think what they must be doing in terms of their faith in Finlay Christie is he's a little bit more of a like-for-like like like replacement of Aaron Smith. He, you know, he clears out rucks really quickly. He makes great – he's a very good decision maker. He does a lot less sniping as in, compa in comparison to Roy Gard, but he's got a great pass and he's got great decision making and he's got great vision. And those are all the qualities that Aaron Smith has. So I think it would be – they've really got a, a, a specific style of play that they want to play with and as opposed to bringing on a player who's going to play a little bit more heads up and play – um, you're looking to run more often. They just want to keep more of the same to keep with that same um, particular strategy that they're wanting to play with. But, you know, that that's just my opinion. Um, or maybe they just think Finlay's a better player, which, you know, it's making a few people scratch their heads. So what, and it's always interesting in terms of what you wouldn't want your opponents to be doing. Are you quite happy with having Finlay Christie on the bench as opposed, as opposed to Roy Gart? I am... Um... I am. I would prefer to have yeah. Christian. So I um I'm it's funny, Jared's Jared's not on yet, but uh him and I had a little bit of banter um uh when I was when Finley Christie was when I kept saying that he's gonna get a call up, he's gotta play, and he had a bit of a shitty super rugby um season for for the blues. But I, I'm a big fan of Finley Christie. I I will say one mm -hmm. thing, I thought this World Cup was too soon for Cam Roygaard and I was proven horribly wrong. I, I for free <laughs> Will um would rather have Finley Christie as a Springbok 
um, supporter. I would mm. rather have Finney Christie on the bench than Cam Roygaard. There's stuff about Cam Roygaard that um, that that scares me as not as an All Black supporter. Like uh, he's excellent, but you know there, there's obviously something that the powers that be have picked up that they're not happy with, or maybe it's the fact that Moanga or or Barrett or McKenzie is not getting the ball when when or where they want it. Maybe it's something as simple as that. You know, um, the the All Blacks rely heavily on on everything running off ten. Us to be fair, I think only the French are, are really focused on their nine dominating everything. So maybe it's something small like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And I always think it's quite an interesting question to ask, like, who wouldn't the opposition like to see? And when I think of that South African team, I know the players that I wouldn't want to see that are in your team at the moment. I, I'm a huge fan of Kane and Moody. If he was in the 23 for you guys somewhere, that would keep me up at night. And um, also, the Lucanio Arms technically in the squad right now, but we haven't seen him play. Um, that would be a massive, massive call if they managed to pull him into the 23. Is there any chance that you guys can see that, you know, one of those two blokes or both of those blokes find a way or is it, or is the midfield pretty much sewn up as it is and we don't really have room for them on the bench? I think Moody's probably the closest, but not in the midfield. There's, I wouldn't start yeah, him. on the wing. I wouldn't start him in the midfield. There's no ways he's going yeah. in just purely on defense. He looked- um he looked pretty good on that Twickenham test in the midfield. He looked like every inch of a Not on defense, though. Yeah, you see, yeah. that's the thing, though. For me, like, I, I'm I'm maybe a little bit boring, but I definitely, and 13 is that defensive general, so it's got to be done there. So he was actually, he attacks really well at 13. He's like Rico, like he's a brilliant attacking 13, but there's a lot else in the 13 that he needs to fix where Rico's taken three, four years to really get that right. And he's only really come good now. So uh, I think Moody's the only time he's got a shot, he's going to have to start um, ahead of Kirtley Aronson on the right wing. I don't see him starting yeah. anywhere else unless he comes in on the bench. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With regards to Lukanya, um, I the thing the thing that's probably stopping him from starting right now is his lack of game time. Um, when he came back for the Springboks, he wasn't his usual self very good, but not his usual self. And then he picked up that injury. He didn't get any game time for the Sharks uh, while he was recovering, where Andre Pollard got like, I don't know, 30 minutes or something like that. So I think that's probably the thing that's holding him back is test match rugby. You can do all the prep you want, but test match rugby, you only learn and you get up to speed in, in a test match. And are we willing to take that chance? I don't know. So, but it all... The biggest problems for Moody and um right now are the fact that the Springboks are six two seven one heavy, um. So mm. he gets a look in maybe if we go five three, but I really don't think we go five three four for this game. No, I don't see you doing it. Yeah, I think six two would be the way to go for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? Oh no, sorry, sorry. Carry on. No, 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 no. Actually, go on, please. Sorry. No, I was just going to ask a relatively broad sort of question in terms of um, what where do you guys see the weaknesses in the All Blacks in terms of where you guys can attack them, win the game, essentially? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think both teams have their templates from the either the July test in, 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 in Mount Smart or the um, August test in Twickenham. I mean, I think we, I think at least how I see us attacking the All Blacks is, 
you know, a lot of defensive pressure, get the high rush defense or like the sort of the, almost like the ultra rush defense going and to give them as little space as possible and to give, to sort of choke them out of any like line breaks and then just beat them up up front. So have to win the game line battle, have to win this, the, the, the set piece, have to get penalties and sort of get those piggybacking penalties as well and try to force the All Blacks into those cynical um, fouls and errors and then, you know, get someone like Scott Barrett in the sin bin would help a ton. Um, and then... Oh, jeez. Please go. <laughs> you know, and then, yeah, just trying to capitalize on those things as well. It's not too dissimilar to, I think, how we approach the French game. I think there, there has to be an element of, yes, the Springboks are going to try to you know, assert themselves up front and and dominate physically, but you have to also be able to take the opportunities when they come and score the tries when they do come. So that's what we did. Um, was, that's what the box did really well in the quarterfinal against France, and that's what they did really well in the game in Twickenham. So if there is like a mistake from, <clears throat> excuse me, from like a kick receipt or something like that, or if there is some sort of like turnover that happens in counterattack, we have to score points because we know that New Zealand, if you give them four or five chances in a game, they'll likely score from two, three of them at least. So, yeah, Jogni Yob has already said that it'll probably take 35 points to beat the All Blacks on, on Saturday. So, you know, however you want to calculate that, that probably means we need to score probably at the very least three tries, which is obviously not necessarily the most finals rugby <laughs> type of template ever um, as well. So, yeah, I think those are sort of the, the the main things. Sean, anything that I'm missing? No, I I think you I think you've got a good chart. For me, I'm gonna be a little I'm gonna push the boat out a little bit more. Um the the big thing so we've shown that we've 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 shown our foundation of our, our defense, um, but in two or three different ways. Um if you look at how we defended against Scotland, we were super aggressive. Um, and then a little later in the tournament, we've kind of changed that up a little bit, not as aggressive. Now, that could be um, just, a, a, you know, how the Springboks were on the day. But I believe, and I, I mentioned it a couple months ago, that I thought we would see a different type, like different defensive, um, attacking defensive sets in in like two different, two or three different ones in the game, like change it up, like be hyper aggressive or kind of be a little bit um, on the back foot and then push hard. We'll, and the other thing for me is we've got to, oh, it's weird saying this, but we've got to all black the all blacks. Like we need to, when we get turnover ball, we need to do what we did against France. Like we need to make them work and work hard for us and score five, seven points attack at scrum time. You know, if we like that whole like rugby thing, like you've got to paint the right picture if we dominate scrums early, it's really hard against the All Blacks in the mood that they're in and also because of the All Blacks, um, who they are. You know, just the same as the All Blacks aren't going to be able to dominate us. But I think if it's side can dominate that scrum time, get some points pushed to the corner. And the other thing is the Springboks are... I'm, I'm not happy with our mall attack. And we we are going to have to fine-tune it. We've missed that. Um the English got all over us. Um, they they spoiled us. But through this whole year, we haven't had that mall attack like we used to. It's not been as tight. It hasn't been um, reaping the rewards that we want. So 
all all our stuff is based on our attack, except for that defensive changeup. Like we're going to be hyper aggressive until they start kicking, and then maybe be a little bit back footish and then push forward. I think that's kind of got to change things up. That's got to be the plan. Something different. Mm. Yeah, like I, I think, and you guys do all those things particularly well. But it's interesting what you say about the the mall. You're right; it didn't seem seem to have that same potency against the the English. Had a really great strategy in terms of almost shunting it sideways and disabling it from going anywhere. Um, but yeah, f for us in terms of when we ever think about playing the Springboks, it's all about it's not about dominating the forward battle; it's about parity we always sort of back ourselves in terms of like, if we can just match them mm. if we can mm. match your physicality, if we can get good set piece, you know, not have our set piece spoiled, we back our natural skills and our, and our flair to be able to create. Mm. And there has to be, you know, that's pretty broad in terms of a term, just, you know, skills and, and, and flair and create, but um, you know, I'm sure the likes of Schmidt have, you know, hyper analyzed the spring box to, in terms of, where potential weaknesses for me. The one area that I'm really interested in attack um, is that sort of number 10 channel, just to seeing, you know, where the Mount Ila box defense is improved at all, or what Andre Pollard's defense with, if there's any rust around there with, you know, we've seen Will Jordan being pretty electric on that inside. And if we are able to make some gains in there, if they, if you guys hyper commit on the inside, there'll be space on the outside for the likes of, you know, um, Mark Talia and whatnot. So there's a lot of threats on, on that side. So it's, it's, it's that same, it's, it's like Taylor's oldest time, really. You guys, if you guys just destroy us up front, you guys win. If we get parity up front, hopefully, you know, we can, we can call it. But in terms of what happened in Twickenham, like I know we've had two pretty different results, what happened in Mount Smart and what happened at Twickenham. Um, I, I wasn't able to actually watch that game live. I was actually at my daughter's football t football game. And then one of my favorite South African people actually ruined the result for me, um, walking past <laughs> him with a phone going, New Zealand will be in mourning today. And then he stopped and he was like, he was like, no, not mourning like the morning, mourning because they lost because they're sad. And I was like, thanks. Thanks. I really appreciate that. But then, uh, so, and then I remember looking at the result going, she, we got smashed. But then actually, you know, actually watching the game and realizing, you know, we didn't have Retallick, we didn't have Rizal, we lost our tight, our best prop, you know, in the first 10 minutes, and then we got a red card. I was like, well, you know, with the likes of Josh Lord and stuff out there, there was, we were slim pickings for who we actually out, had out there. It wasn't, I, I, at the end of it, I didn't take too much from that result in terms of how dominant you guys were, because it was such a different pack from what you guys will be facing this week. Um, knock on wood that we don't have any massive injur injuries in that time, and we don't get dog roll sent to the bent they're sent um off the field which is a big if really um tony let's talk about some of the you know individual or sort of like positional matchups that we we can look forward to seeing on saturday like yeah where where does your mind or your or your yeah where does your mind go to first as to things like you the the two like players like you're excited to see match up against each other on saturday I'm actually really looking forward to the battle between Moanga and Pollard. 
Um, I think Pollard is just showing his class from how he's been able to come, come on. And we know we've talked a lot about his kicking, you know, his goal kicking and his, his absolute ice that runs in his veins to be able to kick those a couple of massive long range goals that have kept you guys in the, in the tournament, which is just, you know, remarkable temperament. But I think he hasn't really missed a beat in terms of his in-game um, play when he, since he's been, uh, since he's been back, which is, Pretty remarkable from coming back from an injury, but I think Mwanga is in, in high-class form. Um, his just ability to run with the ball in two hands and have so many attacking, attacking threats around him, he has an innate sense to understand when the gap is actually open for him. So, you know, seeing if who's going to get the better of who there is going to be massive. I think the aerial battle uh, between... You know, whoever you guys have on the wings, which is likely to be Aronser and Colby, potentially, I guess, um, versus uh, Will Jordan, you know, and Barrett at the back and also um, T- um, and Talia. If you guys are able to make all those balls um, contestable and smack them back, similar to how you guys did in, was it the Nombella, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, the test, the first test in South Africa last year yeah. where you guys just wrecked us with the high ball, I think that would be a great strategy for you guys. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how the outside backs go. And also I'm, I'm just really in terms of like pack on pack, like there's so much been spoken about, about the quality of this, of the Springbok pack and there is quality across the board, but I've been really impressed with, you know, how, um, how, how the likes of um, Lomax and um, Cody Taylor have been going and, and also when Scooter's actually on the field and in terms of their physicality over the ball and, um, you know how they're going to be, and I think the Jace Ryan will have them really up for the battle. For them. Mm-hmm. I think there's been massive improvements in our forward pack since Jace Ryan's come on. So across the park, then you look at the out, and then you look at the back rows, like with Artie's, uh, you know, Artie Kane and Frizzell, Frizzell, who's just been massive for us. Like we really feel him when he's not out there for us. Versus um, Khaleesi Vermeulen and, and, and Steph Detoit, you know, it's just mouth watering. <laughs> battles all mm. over the park everywhere you look it's hard to really pinpoint you know one or two in particular because every aspect of the field we're looking at some of the world's best players the world's best players coming up playing for the greatest prize it's it just doesn't doesn't get any better it's 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 really really i'm exciting stuff i'm starting to tremble boys i'm starting to tremble <laughs> No, that you've you've said it up quite well there, Tony. Sean, any other matchups that you want to pick up on? Oh, everything is the the pack, the backs, the bench, the pre-game banter, the squad announcements, in-game. That's all. It all matters, and there, oh man, like you look at individuals. Um, you know, there'll be certain individuals better than other individuals, but then you look at look at it as a whole and, you know, they will kind of look even. We really are in for a cracking game. Um, it's going to be flipping outstanding. Mark Tillia up against Springboks. Oof. All good, eh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, mate. Pretty mouth-ordering stuff. It just you, You'd almost want to be a neutral so you could save yourself the blood pressure sort of rising <laughs> through the roof, basically. No, look, I think we, you know, us as the Africans could do with a very, um, like, I think what happened in Twickenham, like a pretty, um, like, a, a, a what do you call it, a processionary win, <laughs> where we get, 
Yeah, where, where, where things are pretty much decided after 40 or 50 minutes, that would be fantastic. But yeah, um, yeah, it's very unlikely to you, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you know we can both dream. It'd be amazing for the All Blacks to have. Oh, mate, that fifty-seven to nil scoreline sounds pretty good about now. Um, but uh, I think that yeah, that that's yeah, it's a different team. Different yeah, it's it's just yeah. Some of these guys at the peak of their powers, and and some of the greatest players we've seen play for both nations on the way out. Like if you think about the amount of collisions, like the likes of Sam Whitelock and Vermeulen would have had over their like over their careers, you know, like. And they'll be doing that again this weekend. We're going to see those two old brutes just smashing up against each other once more, just for all the marbles. Um, you know, it's 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 going to be massive. Like, there's you know, the, we had a bit of a slow start to this World Cup, but the 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 pressure, not the pressure, but the excitement in in the nation right now is really really tangible. People want to talk rugby. You know, people who aren't even rugby fans are starting to you know plan where they're going to be on Sunday morning. It's 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 about as big as it gets, really. It is as big as it gets. Okay, Tony, I think to sort of end off on this, um, we've talked about matchups, we've talked about players. I think maybe the last question I want to ask you is who's the player that needs to have like almost like a man of the match performance in order for the All Blacks to win on Saturday? <sighs> uh man of the match question. performance. Ah, oh, geez. I was immediately. I was thinking Sam Kane. I well, in terms of um, if we if we walk away talking about that was the best performance of his career, and he led like a true All Black captain, then I think we win the game. Um, just that's the sort of rhetoric that comes out after sort of All Black wins sometimes. But then I was sort of momentarily thinking, and it's a strange thing to say for a man on the bench. If we if we were singing the praises of Tamati, well, is just Tamati Williams going to be the guy who's matching up against Oxen Shea? When, when they come off the bench? Or is it going to be Fletcher Newell? Probably Newell, Sorry. I guess. Fletcher. Yeah. If we're talking about Fletcher Newell at the end of the game, or how well he played and how he was able to nullify the threats of Auction Che, that would be a great story. I'd be loving to hear that too. So, yeah, that's a weird, weird one out of the box. Fletcher Newell, he's going to have the game of his life. Go, Fletcher. <laughs> that is brilliant. That's brilliant. I tell you, you know, for me, sorry, Tyler, to jump in, but I was oh. just having a look now and thinking... If I had to think of a player that needs to have a man of the match performance for the All Blacks to win, it would probably be Bowden Barrett for me. Because oh, yeah. Yeah. fielding the high balls, but also the way he attacks with those kicks. I don't know how he, he recovers all those kicks and what he does, but I you know, I've just I'm seeing one of those. Like if he has a masterclass performance, he's basically diffusing as uh, as Dalton Papa Lee said, the forwards have uh, they call themselves easy company because they want to defuse <laughs> the bombs. But I think if yeah. he defuses all those kick bombs and then he attacks the way we know he can attack, that's gonna be hectic. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, he's a World Cup winner already. We did it in twenty fifteen when he came off the bench and scored that you know massive try at the end of the game. But I think this is by far and away the biggest game of his career. Um, it's still unsettled in terms of where he's going to be in the future, but we know he's a quality player. But I think that's one of the things that we we're a little bit concerned about from what we saw. In the, you know, yeah, it's, it was hard to find too many faults in the Argentinian game. The intensity was off a little bit, obviously. Um, but the thing that was worrying me was we weren't exiting very well, especially towards in that first 15 minutes. 
that we just seem to be lacking even with Moanga Barrett and I don't even think um, Geordie Barrett was having his best you know kicking display in terms of really getting distance on the ball but we know with the South Africans that you when you are in the 22 when you do get a turnover you need to exit really really well you need to get up into that halfway mark if you possibly can and that's what Dan Carter used to do for us so reliably he'd always just have this big old boot that would get us out whereas watching those three this weekend our, our main kickers they were just scrambling it out beyond the 22 and we stayed under pressure. So if we can, you know, exit properly and do that, that's a fundamental task. You know, if you don't exit well against South Africa, they'll just keep you under the pump. So I think that's going to be massive too. So Bodie Barrett is a, is a good shout. Yeah, I think let's end it there and let's look forward to an absolutely epic test match that's going to be happening on Friday. Also the last test match for some um, big stalwarts of this um, particular rivalry, the likes of Dwayne Vermeulen, um, Bowden Barrett, probably Sam Whitelock, Brody Italic, and Vili LaRue um, will probably play their last um, match against each other, or at least their last match um, in, in their careers as well. So this is, yeah, this this will be box office stuff, and I'm sure it'll be a classic final that will definitely rival 1995. And yeah, at least from the South African side, we hope that the result stays the same so we can make another movie. I prefer it to be more like 96 and Pretoria, Pretoria, <laughs> where we won our uh, first series, to be honest. The yeah, end of it, Invictus has, Invictus has a real horrible ending. I, I, it, was, it was a tough watch to watch that again. Uh, That's why I didn't win the Oscars. Um, the New Zealand votes yeah, didn't come yeah, through. Exactly. Yeah, the New Zealand vote was like, damn you, Clint Eastwood, worst movie ever. Uh, yeah. what, no. a, what an event. Hey, thank you, boys, for having me on. It was awesome. Yeah, thank you, Tony. We were just about to say that. Yeah, thanks for your awesome insight and expert analysis. Um, yeah, oh, that's, emphasis on yeah, expert. I think when I hear you, <laughs> when I when I hear you say expert analysis, it does make me sort of vomit in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, at it's least not, I know. Uh, at least I know how I'm gonna um, sort the social art for this uh, expert analysis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna write that on my LinkedIn expert analysis. And you have to now. It's gonna Nelson? go. It's gonna go on Eleanor, social media. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. It's on record, everybody. Expert. Boom. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> thanks so much. And yeah, thanks so Just much for any... an awesome um, episode for of Rugby Bits podcast. And yeah, we are just previewing this whole, this big game that's happening on Saturday. We're going to have a lot of podcasts coming to you for the rest of the week as well. So enjoy. Please follow us on our podcast platforms. Please follow us on our social media channels as well. And yeah, also give Tony and um, Distracted Sports a follow as well while you're at it. And yeah, let's, 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 Keep on celebrating this great game of rugby. Okay, bye-bye.